Hello everyone, welcome back to LSE Chats. Today we're discussing It's Okay Not To Be Okay with uh, Jennifer Kohaguru from uh, CAPS. Uh, how are you doing today, Jennifer? Good, how are you? Uh, how about you start by introducing a little bit about yourself, your title, and what you do at Cal Poly Pomona. Right, so I am one of the psychologists at Counseling and Psychological Services. I've been at CAPS on and off about eight, nine years. Um, so I do one of many of things. I do individual counseling. I run a social skills group this semester with Christian at the DRC. I coordinate um, the outreach services. So anybody that has a request about presentations or trainings, um, I'll be the one that they are contacting. Or if they have any interview request, I'm also the one that gets contacted for that. Okay. Um, so we know CAPS, right? CAPS is a very pivotal service that all students have access to. Do you have any knowledge about how many students um, usually use this service? So I have data from last academic year. Um, last year we had 11 counselors, and our 11 counselors saw over 1,300 students. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot, but it's also a low percentage. Um, if you compare that to other universities, like in terms of our student population, I think we have about 26, 27,000. So it's a very small percentage of students that are actually seeking services. But 1,300 for 11 clinicians is a lot of students. And what are some of the sort of blanket major reasons that you see students coming in uh, to CAPS for? So overall, nationally, there is an increase in the utilization of counseling services within universities. A lot of universities um, have long wait lists and um, they're reducing the number of services. So there's, this is just a trend happening across the nation. Um, for this age range, there's also a rise in mental health issues. In the last decade, there's been about a 50% increase in anxiety symptoms, depression symptoms, overall psychological distress and also suicidal thoughts. Um, and also if you think about our student population, a lot of our students have difficulty accessing services off campus. They might not have insurance or they have insurance with a high copay or they have insurance where, you know, even though it, mental health is covered, it's not the best, you know, type of coverage that they have. Definitely. And amongst those um, needs that students, at least at, Ca at Cal Poly Pomona, have, what are some of the main ones, for example? I know I've heard a lot of them um, talking about anxiety and depression, and um, how does this affect specifically the academics of students at Cal Poly Pomona? So just a little bit, we gather data about the students that access our services and also um, at Student Health, and the top Five reasons that students came in were because of depression, anxiety, um, and financial reasons. And um, can you repeat the second part of your question? Yeah, so how is this, do you see any trend of that affecting the academics of students? Directly? Oh, definitely. Um, so mental health issues have an impact in motivation. Um, it can even impact the way your concentration is, your ability to pay attention in class, your ability to retain information. Um, a lot of students, when they're going through mental health concerns, they just don't go to class because they're having a hard time getting out of bed, going to class, and 
um, even we have a large commuter population, so it's a real struggle just to commute to school, find parking, and go through all of that. Um, a lot of students will notice that they'll start procrastinating and they'll have this pileup of different assignments and different tests that are coming up and it just ends up becoming super overwhelming. Um, and a lot of our students end up start withdrawing right around like second midterm time. Um, and then there's like a larger number that get close to like near the end of the semester. And so I know CAPS is one of many services on campus that's really focused on these issues. Can you sort of elaborate on how important this issue is to Cal Poly and then how that affects the, the number and types of services that we have on mm -hmm. campus? So several years ago, I'm not entirely sure about how many years ago, uh, but the student health and well-being cluster was developed within the student affairs and that includes CAPS, which is counseling, student health, which is the physical health, um, wellness, and they do um, like peer and they do one-on-one -on -one programming, the Disability Resource Center, and we also have the Integrated Care Network, which includes basic needs, which I believe you had Alyssa here for talking about food insecurity. Um, there's someone on that team that does housing. Um, there's somebody that does ADHD and autism, and then there's the behavioral intervention team and also survivor advocacy. Um, the reason why, at least my th thoughts on the reason why that was created was that mental health is a holistic issue and it involves all these different parts and we can't just take care of one part, we need to take care of the whole student. And um, so these different departments were created, well, they were, some of them already existed in order to take care of the whole student. Um, so, there are lots of different services within each department. Um, in our department, we do individual counseling, we do lots of groups, we'll do couples if both students are Cal Poly students, so we have lots of workshops, and we have partnerships with a variety of departments, and you know, we were recognizing that some of these students are not accessing our services, so we're starting to go out to them. So we have a partnership with the BRC, um, we have a partnership with student athletes, Bronco Dreamers, Cesar Chavez, the Pride Center, and also um, student parents. So I think CAPS and the cluster are recognizing that we need to treat our students in different ways and different modalities. Um, and also there's different partners on campus that are creating different programming. Um, I know that OSLCC has a series of chats that they do for different um, groups on campus and it's their way to provide a safe space for students. That's really nice to hear that, that it's um, such a big integrated network, you know, so it's not just one isolated place that I can go, but that I have so many options and find, that I can find something that suits me and my lifestyle and my needs. Mm -hmm. right. And then you also mentioned that beyond, you know, the, the services that all the institutions within Cal Poly Pomona are offering, it's also important that students begin to understand that they themselves have influence in, in helping those students that are going through depression or anxiety, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about, you mentioned this, um, building a community of support. Um, what are some of the recommendations for students listening to this podcast on how they can help students uh, if, for example, a friend of them is you know, struggling with something, how can they help uh, their friend or their classmate? So I think one of the things is having awareness and having knowledge. 
Um, and then the second part is just that everybody goes through this and we're impacted different levels, but we all experience distress. And so just to normalize that this is happening and everybody is going through this and getting help, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, sometimes we all need a little bit of support and there's lots of different ways that they can get support. Um, another way that they can help is not to be afraid to talk about these issues. I think oftentimes we feel uncomfortable or we feel like this is a taboo subject, um, but it seems like in this generation, it's becoming more accepted. There's celebrities, there's like social media, there's even like movies about mental health concerns. So um, we need to be comfortable about talking about our, our own issues and also talking about what other people are going through and just even asking like, hey, what's going on? I care about you, how can I help? And we often tell students and people that are concerned, like, you know, if you know the resources, you're gonna be a better referrer. So know about the different programs, the different opportunities, or even if you don't know exactly, generally know where to go and where to send people to. Okay, yeah, that's a great suggestion. Also, I feel like for myself at least, I, I try to rationalize some of the things maybe I'm feeling or thinking and then say, you know what, it's okay. I don't necessarily need help. I, this is just who I am, right? And I try to normalize it somehow. Are there any sort of warning signs or indicators that maybe can stand out that I can recognize and say, maybe this is time to reach out to somebody? Mm -hmm. So I think some of these things are you, right? Some of these things are personality. Um, and some of these things work, right? Like let's say you're super organized and that works. But then when it becomes problematic is when you start worrying about details or you start checking things. So I think when things become problematic is when you should be concerned. And when you start noticing patterns and you start noticing it's impacting like your work, your relationships, academics. Um, if it's functional, it's functional. Even if it's not the best thing, I say like, as long as it's working, it's okay. But once it starts impacting any area of your functioning, then you know that it's problematic. And so I know um, it's, a, it's a big first step to try to um, maybe not pay attention to these negative stigmas and to walk in and say, hey, I need some help. I'm wondering if you can explain to students what they can expect when they walk into CAP. Because until recently, I had never even been to that area of campus, and so I wasn't sure what to expect. Can you maybe describe that just welcoming experience to people so it's not so intimidating to our listeners? So we're located in the bookstore building. Uh, you have to go all the way around if you've ever been to the actual store part, and there's more rooms on the other side. Uh, we have a waiting room with two very friendly front office staff, William and Sylvia. You'll be greeted. Um, and they'll usually ask you what is bringing you in. If you're there for the first initial appointment, we call it an intake and uh, you can schedule an intake. Um, our current policy is we open up our intake slots every Monday and we only book intakes for a week. And then once that gets filled up, you have to come back or call the following week. Um, and then once you get past that front first part, we have different offices where each therapist has decorated it to their own liking. Um, also in this space outside, we have a relaxation room where um, it's pretty nice and quiet and you can use it 
um, for about 30 minute increments at a time. And you can use it to relax, to meditate, listen to music, or just have a little place so you can take a quick nap. It's also one of the designated lactation rooms on campus. Mm. Yeah, so very welcoming experience is kind of what I'm getting from both you and Alex, right? That this isn't some scary place, this is a safe place that's here for you. Right? And all the services are confidential. Um, none of your professors, none of your friends, nobody else is gonna know what's going on. Uh, unless you allow us to release that information. We have you signed a very formal piece of paper that says who and why you're letting us speak to this person. This episode and its following message is brought to you by the Learning Resource Center at Cal Poly Pomona. Want to be ahead of the game? LRC Clips is bringing you short videos on how to get ahead in class on campus, and after Cal Poly. We have topics for everyone so that anyone from aerospace to zoology can learn something new. Check us out on YouTube at LRC Clips and transform the way you learn. So, you know, around Cal Poly Pomona, we talked about how, you know, some of us might be exposed to suffering some of these um, mental health issues. But what are some of the specific populations at Cal Poly Pomona or in the general uh, student population that are more propensed to, uh, you know, experiencing some of these? So in general, like I said earlier, um, we're seeing more college students coming into college with chronic mental health concerns that may or may not have been treated. Um, and this age range, 18 to 24, is the typical age range where chronic mental health does emerge. So we're seeing a lot more of that. A lot more students are coming in already having been diagnosed or already knowing they have these symptoms, but they haven't been treated for it. Um, college is also just a stressful time. There's lots of changes. Um, a lot of our students have limited resources. That includes financial, but also social resources. So first-generation students, I think, probably have a really hard time adjusting to college. Um, our transfer students, our international students, um, also students with marginalized identities. I think we have a pretty accepting and open community, but you know the greater context that we exist in, there's a lot of racism, there's a lot of political unrest, um, and that has an impact on our students. And, um, and I think that as a community, we need to keep in mind that our students are going through this and that we need to hope support each other. Yeah, that's great. And now we're aware that some of these issues do exist and we know that we have all these places on campus that we can go to seek help and have someone to speak to. But I'm wondering if there's something we can do, small little baby steps we can try out on our own to potentially help manage some of the stresses or issues surrounding college in general. Um, so I think that like I said, the first step is to just acknowledge that something is going on because when you acknowledge it, then you're gonna work on it. And once you acknowledge it, don't minimize what you're going through or what others are going through. Um, and there are lots of resources, like you can go online. There's a lot, if you just put in self-care, 
Um, our library has a lot of different resources. There's a lot of self-help stuff. There's a lot of information on social media. There's lots of podcasts. I would say try all these different things out. Um, ask your friends what they're doing. And um, if you feel like, okay, I need a little bit more support or I need a little bit more direction, you can definitely ask to speak with a professional. You can even just come in the caps and say, hey, this is what's going on, this is what I've tried, you know, and consult with us. You don't have to do, you know, ongoing sessions, but you know, if you just wanna check in and say like, okay, am I on the right path? Or do you have any more suggestions of what I can do? Okay, definitely. So let's just say someone were to have tuned out, unfortunately, to all of this great information that you just gave. What's the one biggest takeaway that you want all of our listeners to have, either about you, your your work, or the or CAPS in general? Um, so CAPS is here to serve the students, and uh, the big takeaway is, you know, your mental health is just as important as your physical health. So we need to be proactive in taking care of ourselves mentally and emotionally as we are physically and internally. Okay, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us today. And um, we really hope that if anyone feels that they can relate to some of these things that they come down to see you all at CAPS. Sounds like a great place to be. Thank you. Thanks. And that's all for our third episode of LRC Chats. LRC is produced, directed, and edited by Alex Ramirez and Edward Coronado. Your LRC Chats is here thanks to the support of the Learning Research Center at Cap Poly Pomona. When you support them, you support us. Please take a second and review us on Apple Podcasts or in any other platform you're listening to. And continue to transform the way you learn.